listening to a message from Red Church in Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to know more about Red or its ministries, please go to redchurch.org.au. Hi, I'm Ryan. We're in a series, re-preaching through the discipleship philosophy that we have here at Red Church. We've talked about this abide, renew and go, this process of discipleship that God invites us into. We abide with Jesus. We're renewed by Jesus. And so we go with Jesus. A couple of weeks ago, Mark spoke to us about renewal, really the heart of it. Mark spoke about how there's this centrality to renewal and this concept of renewal that God uses at the centre of any disciple's walk. We had this picture of us and our preferred future. And we talked about how a lot of what we do in the world is we have this vision of our preferred future and we work out a path to get towards it. And the, the way of the world, the walk of a disciple, is that we inevitably encounter roadblocks in our walk. Situations, circumstances that pop up, that, that disrupt where, from where we are to where we want to be. And that as these disruptions, as these roadblocks happen, the human response usually is one of four categories. The first is to just power through, to use human might, to use human strength, just to barge our way through this roadblock, to continue on our path. The second uh, path that people can choose, the second response that people often choose is passivity, a despondency, a despair, uh, 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 a losing focus on this preferred future and a, a despondency that causes us to give up A third response is frustration, anger. Often confusion can lead to this this frustration of the disruption of our plans. We start to blame. We start to blame the circumstance or we start to blame others outside ourselves for why we're being disrupted, why we're encountering this roadblock. And the fourth is that we truly at times give up. We lose sight of that preferred future. We accept that's not going to happen. So we just plan a new future. And we set off on a new course, a new direction towards a new future that we've created for ourselves. But as we shared, have shared over the last couple of weeks, as we hit these roadblocks in our life, there's an invitation. There's an invitation from God. It's not popular. It's not easy. There's this work that God invites us into, this deepening of faith. There's this invitation from God to go deeper with him, to submit to his renewing work and to grow through the roadblock, to grow through the strife. It's painful, it's countercultural, often it's counterintuitive. But there's this invitation not to wallow in the pain and suffering, but to invite God into it and to step into it with God. There's this invitation to submit our posture to receive God's renewal in our life. And what we learned was that we... When we do this, when we invite God in, when we step into this posture of renewal with God, God grows spiritual authority in our life. And in doing that, he reveals his future, his plan for our life. And we're given a new purpose and a new way to walk. Often we want an event-based Christianity, something to turn up to and do, something tangible. But the reality is, 
God works in our walk. Britt shared last week about Moses' story of renewal, about how Moses stepped into this renewing work in his life and the impact that God had through that as Moses walked with God. Britt shared these three R's around what God does in his renewing work. God restores the past. He reinterprets the present and he releases the kingdom through renewal. He restores, he reinterprets and he releases. And as God undertakes this renewing work in the disciples' life, he builds this spiritual authority for his purposes to go out into the world in and through our lives. And we're invited into this same wrestle, this same wrestle that Moses had, this grapple with God, inviting God in, submitting to God's work and stepping into this renewal. God wants to undertake this renewing work in your life. God wants to undertake this renewing work in our lives. So today, there's an invitation to step into a posture of renewal with our lives. How we're going to do this is we're going to watch a, a, a video, an interview that we did around the topic of renewal. And when we're done watching this video, we're going to reflect. We're going to invite God to speak. We're going to sit with a pen and paper and we're going to reflect around what God wants to say to us about our walk and how he's inviting us personally into his renewing work. Well, today we are joined by Rob Reamer. Welcome, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us here at Red Church. We um, have already been referring to some of your content from uh, Pathways to the King and Spiritual Authority in our services, in the uh, messages that we've been exploring over the last couple of weeks. So we are looking forward to hearing more from you. Um, obviously, I've just mentioned you are an author, you're based in New York, and you're an associate professor at Alliance Theological Seminary in New York, and you also head up uh, Renewal International, which is all about assisting leaders to lead into renewal, which is also what we're here about at RED. So it's a pleasure to have you. Ryan, I'm going to hand over to you. Yeah, so it's great to have you with us, Rob. Um, so we're in a series really preaching through what is the discipleship philosophy of RED Church and, and how we mark that as we talk about uh, our followers abide with Jesus they're renewed by Jesus, so then they go with Jesus. Um, so we're in the renew portion of the series. We've been talking about abide. We're about to start talking about um, going with Jesus, and we're in this middle bit of what does it mean? What does renewal mean? And we thought, who better the, to, to, to get in front of us and talk about renewal than someone that's founded an organization called Renewal International? So mm -hmm. I just invite you, Rob, what's, what's your heart uh, behind renewal? Just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so... For me personally, it started when I was young. I grew up in the church and truthfully, church didn't make a lot of difference in my life. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I had friends there, but it really didn't dictate a lot of my behaviors or choices. Um, when I was 17 years old, I started dating a girl in church. And for the first time in my life, church became interesting, really didn't have <laughs> much to do with church, but she was interesting. And, uh, when I was 19, she broke up with me and I drove away from her house and literally just sobbed. I pulled off on the side of the road. First time I ever really cried as an adult, you know, and I, 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 I cried out to God because I went to church and that's what they told me to do. And so I did. <laughs> but to my surprise, he spoke to me 
And what he said to me was, this is the same way you've treated me your whole life. And I literally had a picture of Jesus standing in front of me. His arms were open to embrace me. And I was kind of pushing him out. And that broke me. And I surrendered my life to Christ. I said, from now on, Jesus, you lead, I'll follow. And I felt this incredible, overwhelming outpouring of the love of God in my heart. What I knew became real. And that set me on fire for God. And so that's really where renewal begins. I think it begins with a personal experience with God, not just with knowledge about him. Yeah, so good. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, in your experience, obviously, uh, you've seen renewal build and the heart for renewal build. What would you say across the board are common um, examples of how God renews his people, how people experience, I guess, personal renewal? Yeah. So one of the things that I like to use is this analogy. This really comes out of my book, Soul Care, but uh, your soul is like a suitcase, right? So when I travel, I, I always take a, usually I take a carry-on bag with me, right? And that thing's all nice, neat, clean, folded clothes. But then you get there, you do a three-day conference. When you're done, you just throw all the dirty clothes back in the suitcase <laughs> and then you take off for home. Before I can leave for my next trip, I have to unpack the dirty clothes before I can pack in the nice, neat, clean, folded clothes. So many of us are looking for the nice, neat, folded clothes of God, right? We want more of his peace, more of his love, more of his whatever, and mm. a freedom, fullness. And yet our suitcase is already full. And there's no room for the newness of God in our lives. Yeah. Until we take off the old self, Paul said, you can't really put on the new. And so for one of the things that I would notice is that for lots of people who experience renewal, they get serious about unpacking the suitcase of their soul. That's where it begins. So that means stuff like being honest, getting into the light with God and others, um, no more secrets, breaking shame, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's uh, so powerful. <laughs> um, you, talk, you talk in your uh, book, Spiritual Authority, about this concept of shame and, um, and how that can become a blockage. Just um, unpack for us what is spiritual authority? What, 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 what's the invitation as people um, step into this renewal? What's, what's the invitation that God has for them? Yeah, so Jesus is actually calling us to be partners in the kingdom, right? So the mm. central message of Jesus Christ is about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the reversal of everything that went wrong with the world when sin entered the world. Or put it in yeah. another way, it's the restoration of the way things were supposed to be before sin entered the world. So think about Jesus. He comes, he preaches a message of forgiveness, right? That's part of it. Why? Because when sin entered the world, there was separation. So he preaches a message of forgiveness. That's true. But he also preaches a message of healing. Why? Because healing is a part of sin entering the world. Listen, before Adam and Eve fell, there wasn't any sickness. When you get to heaven, there won't be any sickness. So when Jesus preaches the message of the kingdom, it's the interruption of Satan's tyrannical reign on this planet, which means mm -hmm. healing flows, deliverance flows. Now, here's the amazing part. Jesus has invited us to participate in his kingdom activity. But the key to make that happen is not human ingenuity, brilliance. The key to making that happen is spiritual authority. 
So really, it's the right to use Jesus' authority because we're Jesus' family members. We're his children. We belong. We're deeply loved. He's deposited the spirit in us. It's the same spirit that was in him. You didn't get a junior Holy Spirit. You got the real (laughs) Holy Spirit, the same one that's in Jesus, right? So now it's about walking in step with the spirit and the authority he's given us to see and participate with him in the kingdom activity he wants to accomplish. So good. Powerful. I reckon we've got maybe time for one more question. Yeah. How do we want to lead it out? Um, I just love that 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 concept of we we talk a lot here at Red Church about the priesthood of all believers. Mm. This is uh, everyone's invited to to take part in this. If you could uh, um, inspire or or call people into stepping into this renewal in a new way, maybe for the first time or maybe in a new way, what would you say to someone? Uh, as as to invite them into this so the real key to to the kingdom right is when jesus shows up the kingdom comes it's as simple as that so you know what the key for my life and your life and everyone else's life is i've got to carry enough of the presence of jesus that when i show up jesus shows up so the kingdom comes And so what I need to do is eliminate the barriers that are hindering the flow of Jesus' presence into my life and pursue his presence with all my heart and not make it so much about me, but really make it about him. And when that happens, then the kingdom begins to flow way more. You know, I'll just end with this if I can. And, you know, for years I was praying for a lot of things like healings and stuff like that because I read it in the Gospels and I wanted to see it happen, but I was making it too much about me. You know, and I, I would pray in a group of people and, you know, the person would actually experience the presence of God. Like somebody had their hand on the right shoulder and they go, who is on my hand on the right shoulder? Whoever's got their hand on my right shoulder, I feel heat, right? And I had their, my hand on their left shoulder and I'm like, what's wrong with me? What happened with my hands, Right. But you see, I was making it too much about me. And finally, I got to the place where I realized it's not about me. Mm. It's about Jesus. And I just need to pursue Jesus. And I need to just carry his presence everywhere I go. And just try to dial into what is Jesus saying? What is Jesus doing in this environment? And then join him and stop making it so much about me such a helpful um, little nugget to end on, I think, Um, and we'll have lots to unpack from there. Anything else you wanted to say before we finish, Just thank you, Rob. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have someone talk so passionately about renewal. We know that uh, Rob's written a number of books around this. The most recent we've been reading as a team here, Spiritual Authority. Thank you for the the blessing that's been to us um, and to our community. Well, thank you for the opportunity. It was a pleasure. I don't know how you felt watching that interview, but for me, whilst interviewing Rob, I could just see this passion for renewal that really came out of a lived experience. It was Rob experiencing renewal in his life that leads him to have this passion to speak about it and see other believers step into God's renewing work for them. Renewal is this really funny thing. Um, It's not something you can conjure up. It's not something you can do by your own strength. It's not something you can make happen by human endeavor. But it is something that we can create space for. It's something that we can give time to. It's something that we invite 
God into. Whereas abiding is about formation and there's an active posture in this. Renewing is about God's transformation. Our only action in this is the invitation in the space. So that's what we're going to do now. We're going to create some space for the Holy Spirit to speak to us, for God to step in and bring us into his renewal. For some of us, this might be really profound. We might have a word or a picture or a thought or even an audible voice. We may tangibly write down something that that God is saying to us right now. For others, this space might just be a time of thinking and reflection, and that's fine too. We don't do the work. We just create the space. God turns up and does the work in his time, led by the Holy Spirit. So we're going to create some space now just to, to sit in God's rest and listen and hear. You're going to grab your pen and your paper. We're going to give a couple of reflection questions. And we're just going to invite you to invite God into, into your heart, into your space and let him speak. So question number one, what roadblocks are you currently facing that need to be reframed as opportunities for renewal? What roadblocks are you currently facing that need to be reframed as opportunities for renewal? And question number two, what has the Holy Spirit brought to the surface in your life recently that he's inviting you to yield to him for his renewing work? What has the Holy Spirit brought to the surface in your life recently that he's inviting you to yield to him for his renewing work? It may be that one or the other of these questions resonates with you more. If that's where God's calling you, camp in that question. We're just going to take some time now and we're going to invite God in. We're going to make space and we're just going to sit with a pen and paper and just invite God to speak to us.
as you spent that time with God. I don't know whether he spoke audibly, tangibly, whether he gave you a word or a picture to write down, whether he just gave you the time to to sit and reflect on your own and think about what's going on in your life. Regardless, what we're going to do together now is we're going to sculpt a prayer, personal prayer, to use in our own quiet time, to take into our daily walk, to use over the next few weeks, to invite God's renewing work into our life. This is an important important practice that we can carry as Christians, not just abiding with God, but inviting His renewal. Our role is to invite the renewal, to sit in that posture of expectancy, to be willing for God to speak as He transforms us. So we're going to form this prayer now, a personal prayer that you're going to write down. We're going to give, play some music and give you some time to think and form your own prayer around these three things. God's restoring work. God's reinterpretive work and God's releasing, the kingdom releasing work that God wants to do in your life.